Last week, we talked about the 80-20 rule. This week, we're talking about why you should definitely plan on missing this. After decades of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond our personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change in multiple conversations with stressed out nonprofit leaders later, our desire to help nonprofits grow in a healthy and sustainable way was bigger than ever. If you're a leader at the top or in the middle of a volunteer and donor-based organization, this podcast is for you. We believe that a better world needs healthier nonprofits, and it's our passion to help you fulfill your organization's mission while helping you live a fulfilled life. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. So nonprofits have this little thing that many of them need to do from time to time called events. And generally, these events turn into things that happen on a semi-regular basis, whether they're really big events where you got a ton of people together or they're kind of smaller events that are more regular. There comes the problem where you need to promote this event because you need to make sure that people are getting there so you can accomplish what the event is meant to accomplish, whether it's to um, gather people together so you can uh, work together on what your nonprofit is doing or you're getting volunteers together, or you're throwing some kind of volunteer appreciation thing, or maybe it's a donation event, a fundraising event, and you're trying to get donors to come to it. Or maybe it's just a thank you for the support event, and you're just putting something on for all the people who support in lots of different ways, which we highly recommend doing. Yeah. When it comes time to throw this event, you, you want to put the effort into making it great for them, but then you also want them to get there. And the pitfall that we see a lot of nonprofits falling into is saying, you're not going to want to miss this. Don't you don't you you, you want to make sure you're here. You're not going to want to miss this. This is such um, it's not just this one phrase, but it's the whole idea behind the phrase and all the phrases that are like this. Uh, you don't want to miss this. This is going to be the best thing ever. You're going to regret not coming. Um, if you're not here, you're going to miss out. All of these statements are basically someone making a statement that may or may not be true. Like there are times that I have been told by a nonprofit leader, you're not going to want to miss this. And I look back and say, yeah, but I do like, (laughs) or I, I have something else going on this weekend. You'll regret not being here. No, I might actually just regret not going to this other thing that I have going on. Or Um, I might show up and I might regret having come. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it's this interesting thing where we know that it's important to let people know what's going on and it totally stings as nonprofit leaders to put together an event and then wonder if anyone's even going to show up for it. So we understand that feeling of wanting to promote, and promotion, honestly, is very, very, very important. But the language that is typically used with nonprofits that we see just causing so many issues is this language of, I'm going to tell you how you are going to feel, whether you come or you don't show up to this event. And the problem with this is that I am not in a place to tell you how you are going to feel. I mean, just think about this. You don't want to miss next week's episode of the podcast. Like, you can hear that. And the thing is, you you might be like, yeah, I mean, this content is good and I, I don't really want to miss it, but... Is my life really is my gonna... life really going to change? Is 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 everything hinging on it? Is it, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing? 
it's just, it puts something in your mind that makes you second guess whether or not it's true. And so more times than not, it actually has a negative effect versus if I say, hey, I know what we're talking about next week, and it's an issue that we've seen across multiple nonprofits, um, and we really believe that it will help your nonprofit more at the next event that you do put on. Those are two very different statements. Both of them let you know if there's something that we're going to be able to help you with or that there's a reason to listen. Mm -hmm. But one of them says, we think this is going to be a really great thing and we're putting the time and the energy into it to make it a good use of your time. The other one says, I am telling you how you are going to feel even though I don't have a personal connection with you necessarily. And even if I did, how could I possibly know what you're going to feel a week from now? Mm -hmm. How could I possibly even know what's going on in your life a week from now? Yeah. You know, what amazing opportunities you might have at, you know, 5 p.m. on a Wednesday when the episode comes out. (laughs) You might have like the coolest thing that you get to do ever in your life. And so obviously it's an easy choice (laughs) to not listen to the podcast right when it comes out next week. Right. And so the 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 thing about hyping up and promoting events or any kind of thing that your nonprofit is doing, whether it's a donation push or or a, a volunteer opportunity, or uh, anything that you're trying to promote, is you got to be honest in a way that builds trust. Right. Trust you- is always the name of the game in the nonprofit space. And the little choice, it's the seemingly small choice to say you're not going to want to miss this, is an immediate erosion of trust. And it's it's small, but you do this enough over the course of time, it becomes... People can't trust the words that are coming out of your mouth. Yeah. And you mentioned donations. I've seen live donation events going on over the course of three to five days. And they're doing a push saying, here's what we're trying to get toward. And I've seen it said, like, you want to participate. You want to be a part of this. You're going to want to. Not even going to. I've seen like, we are going to do some really great stuff. You want to be a part of this. It's not even a future thing. They're saying we we as an organization are going to do some great stuff. You right now want to be a part of this. And what they're not even realizing is the people who are seeing this marketing and seeing this advertising in that moment are immediately saying, well, this must not be for me because right now I don't want to be a part of it. Even if it's simply because they don't know what your organization is doing. But the minute that you make a comment about someone, how they feel, uh, what they want to do, or any of their core desires, and you don't actually know who that person is in a way where you can actually say that, which I know very few people who I could actually speak that confidently to. (laughs) The minute that you put something out there like that, What you are doing is creating an entire group of people who look at that and say, I must not be the person for this organization. Mm -hmm. This must not be for me. Whatever it is, because I don't feel what they're telling me I should feel, I must not be right people. And when we talk about the different people or the different aspects that we need of an organization, having the right people is very, very important. And you don't want to accidentally sort people out of your organization because you are telling them the right person right now wants to be a part of this and they already care hmm. and they don't want to miss it. Like <laughs> all yeah. these things together, it you're signaling to people whether or not they are the right people by you trying to guess how they are feeling, 
what their emotional <laughs> state is and what their core desires are and how that lines up with in their schedule given the next one, two, three weeks or years, depending on how far out your event is. Yeah, we especially see this playing out in like churches that have an event every single weekend. And maybe you're not part of a church organization, but you have a monthly event or even a weekly event that you do. You have to figure out how to promote those things in a way that keeps people coming back. But the minute you cross the line from promotion to trying to force emotion, yeah. did I say promotion the first time? You did. You <laughs> okay, did good. good. My head got ahead <laughs> of me. The minute you cross over from promotion to trying to force an emotion, that that's where you've gone wrong. If your promotion on its own doesn't evoke emotion... And then you have you feel like you have to tack on what they are feeling or should be feeling. You're not promoting in the right way. You need to figure out how do I promote this in a way that they naturally think to themselves. Oh, I don't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you should. And if you have to say that at the end, you did it wrong. It's kind of like if you told a joke and you have to explain the punchline. You told the you, the joke was bad or you told it wrong, right? So the punchline of your promotion needs to evoke the emotion that you're looking for when you want to interest people in coming to an event. Right. And it needs to be something that you know you can deliver on. Mm. You're putting way too much pressure on yourself as a nonprofit leader when you tell people, you will be so happy you came to this. (laughs) There are so many different personalities. There are so many different people. If you have 500 people in the room, can you guarantee... That at the end of that, they will say, yes, I am happy that I came to this. There are so many external factors that have nothing to do with whether or not your organization ran a good event, whether or not it was fun for the vast majority of people, whether or not 99% of people are glad that they came. That person could have something going on in their personal life that no matter how much money you gave them, no matter what the event was, no matter if they randomly want a car, they aren't going to be happy or they might not feel happy. And I'm not saying that person's crabby. I'm just saying that you are making a big promise that I think we we just don't realize the promises that we're making to people. And then people show up to events based on those. And at that point, they're like, do I trust the marketing going forward or do I not? Do I trust the mm-hmm. leader going forward? Do I not? And everything that we do either builds trust or erodes trust. So do we want to be putting statements out there that make it very difficult for us to build trust in those instances. Right. I mean, you, uh, marketing, just thinking about um, putting out flyers or email updates or any of that kind of stuff. When we're promoting for nonprofit, we have to be thinking, how can we promote in a way that keeps people hungry for the next promotion instead of annoyed at the at the next promotion? Mm-hmm. Like we want to be running our events and our nonprofits in a way that people are on their own saying, I can't wait to get the information because if you evoke that desire for the information before you give the information, just by running fantastic events and being a high quality nonprofit that actually fulfills its promises, you've built so much trust that when that email shows up that says when the next event is going to be they're immediately opening it up and putting it in their calendar. That's what we need to be aiming for rather than trying to eke out one or two extra percent of attendance by guilting people into things or placing or or like trying to like trick them into feeling like they don't want to like, I don't, I, I feel like it's 
it's kind of a turn of phrase to say you don't want to miss this, but it's also like a, such a like a subtle sort of psychology mind trick that I feel like nonprofit leaders think they're doing. Like they think that they're Jedi Jedi's and they're like you don't want to miss this, and everybody else is like. I'm a massive introvert. You have no idea how much stuff I wish I could miss. Like, I'm like, please just let me stay home. Like, yeah, everybody's they're they're all like job of the hut. And you're like, mind tricks don't work on me. I'm way too smart for this. I don't have a weak mind, you know, and you're sitting there like you, you don't want to miss. You'll want to be here next week. It's like, no, I don't. But I think part of this comes from um, leaders who either don't know the value that their event is bringing um, or they feel like their event isn't bringing enough value. Maybe they don't know. Like an inferiority complex? Maybe. That seems a lot more harsh, though, than I intended. <laughs> compensating for something? But, <laughs> gosh. I didn't mean it like that. But I mean, I think it's one of those things that a lot of times a leader either gets insecure that what they have isn't going to be something people are interested in. So it's this blanket, you're not going to want to miss it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they straight out know that the next thing that they have planned doesn't have all of the flash that the last thing had. And they're afraid that people aren't interested in coming because they haven't been able to put together a great promotion because in their mind, it's not that great of an event. Mm. And so they're trying to prop up this thing that hasn't been thought out well um, or whatever the case may be. So what happens with promotion is we need to recognize what the purpose of the event is, have it actually built out in a way that is going to line up with that purpose. And then when we're promoting the event, actually bring it back to the purpose of the event. If you're hosting a fundraiser, you can't say you don't want to miss it. Um, You can't even guarantee how much money you're going to raise. But you can say, we're going to have a fundraiser we think that you're going to have a really great time. We are super excited about it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's perfectly honest to say that you're excited as an Our goal leader. is to raise $200,000, but here's what we know. If you come to this event, you're going to hear stories about how we've helped people in the last year, and you are going to get a behind-the-scenes look of what our organization has planned for the upcoming year. Now, if you say that, you better have some stories and you better have a plan. But Mm -hmm. those are things that if you make that statement, you can execute on those. You can actually show, look, we said we were going to do ABC and we did A, B, and C. And so just understanding the value that you're bringing is huge. If it's something where maybe you're a church leader and you have a weekend service, you don't need to hype up and say, you don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. You can say things like, we really hope that you'll join us again next week. I've been contemplating what we're going to be speaking about. And I really think that we're going to have some good wisdom for whatever area of your life it is. Either way, honestly, though, we value being in church on Sundays. And we just think that it's good for us as Christians um, to come together in community. So we hope to see you there. Those are all things that you can fully execute on. You can create space for community. You can Mm -hmm. um, have a sermon prepped. Hopefully you're not just like trying to pull it all together the night before and you kind (laughs) of know what's coming up. Um, But you can talk about it in a way that shows people the value of it, even if it's not because you have a guest speaker and all these extra things or maybe your fundraising event, maybe you do like a big annual gala, but then off of that, you do like a small like popcorn fundraiser. 
it's okay. You don't have to hype up the popcorn fundraiser. You're not trying to convince people that popcorn is the same as a black tie formal gala. You don't have to do that. It is okay to say, listen, we understand that we do the big thing, but offset, we also want to give people a chance to buy some popcorn and participate when maybe they can't afford the black tie gala ticket or there's just not someone who wants to dress up to go to a gala. Mm -hmm. That's okay. But just be honest about the value that you are bringing with whatever type of event that you're holding. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. And I would say too, the, the best promotion for your upcoming event is your current event or the last event. And notice I didn't say the best promotion is the, the best time to promote is at your current event or your last event. That also is true, but the promotion, the best promotion is the event itself. If this event was great and it made people feel awesome, all you have to say is, hey, we're going to do another one. And then they will fill in the blanks. This was great. I want to do that too. Um, We just attended a gala just sort of on a whim a couple months ago. And it was so amazingly run. We, we were comped a ticket to it, but we're planning on going next year and paying the ticket because it was such a fantastic gala event that they didn't have to say next year is going to be even bigger. Next year is going to be better. You're not going to want to miss it. You're going to, they didn't have to say any of that stuff because they showed at the event that they are an organization that values excellence and they are really, really great at what they do. And the next event could look completely different from that. But you know it would still be awesome because of the care and the um, attention to detail and the attention to quality. And like just understanding how people think went into their gala event. Yeah. So they didn't need to hype up the next one at all. This event was the hype for the next event. I'm still excited about going to the next year's I don't event. Think they even mentioned next year's event until like the very end where they said, thank you so much. We'll see you next year. Like maybe they said it that. Was, yeah, it was, it was almost like, uh, I'll just say it word for word. He was like, uh, the, the MC was like, Hey, thank you so much for coming. And let's do this again next year. Like, like it was almost like the tag on that they always say or something like that. Yeah. But it was so, that was it. That was the only push for next year's gala. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. Now, depending on your type of event, if you're running like a conference or something like that, where you're actually bringing in outside speakers and that kind of thing, it might be something where at your event, you do need to promote the next event to some extent. Um, We've seen nonprofits host massive conferences. And so usually at that conference, they already know when the next conference is and they already have all the plans in place and they're starting to actually make preparations and tickets and all that stuff that goes along with it. And if that's the case, then yes, promote the next event. Um, But we need to be careful and not get so focused on like having to have people there that our promotion for the next event overshadows the current event um, Mm. or what we're trying to do. So we've, well, I was at a nonprofit event quite a while ago 
Um, and at it, there was such a push to remember the next thing and do the next thing and whatever, that the whole event almost started to feel like an advertisement for the next thing. And there's kind of mm. a fine line where you can market the next thing that you have going on, and you should know what the next thing you have going on is as a nonprofit leader. Yes. We are huge on knowing what your annual calendar is so that you can start building into the next event from the previous event. But it's a fine line between having an event and just becoming a promotion for the next event. Um, in that line, we have to be very, very careful of. And part of that is how you speak about the upcoming event and how often you speak about the upcoming event. But one of the best ways that you can promote a future event is simply to be honest about your first event that's coming up and then execute on that. People will listen to your marketing so much more than anything else that you could do going forward simply by giving people a great experience. And then after the event is done and you have given people a great experience because you actually marketed accurately and then you executed it, you executed on the parts that you could actually control with your marketing, um, afterwards, that's when you can say, that event, we talked about some great stuff. Here's what we did. Here's some of the pictures. Here's the whatever. And you can start um, getting in people's minds, like, oh, I think I missed out. Like, you don't want to tell someone that they're going to miss out. You want people to know that's coming up. But it's okay to let people know that they actually did miss, miss out, out on a the bit. last one. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't want to, like, beat them over the head with it. But no. it is really important <laughs> to celebrate what happened in the previous event um, so that people, A, get kind of a window into what the next event is going to look like because they can actually sort of see it like if you got pictures or a video or maybe even like a, a promotional reel that is of the previous event people can get a feel for what they will be signing up for if they want to come to the next one mm -hmm. but then on top of that it does create that sense of oh man, I don't want to miss out on the next one because I did miss out on the last one. And you yeah. don't have to say it and you shouldn't say it. You shouldn't say you really missed out. So don't miss out on the next. Like, again, that's let's having to explain the joke after the punchline. <laughs> so we talked about uh, an event that we went to that was just fantastic to the point where we are already planning on being there next year mm -hmm. um, because it was just it was fantastic. It was so well done. And I'm excited to support the organization. Mm -hmm. Um on the flip side of it, I was talking to a woman a while ago, maybe a year or two, um, and she casually mentioned that her, her church had a women's retreat coming up. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Women's retreats, you know, women get together and hang out and do church stuff or whatever, depending on what your organization is. I was like, are you going? Like, I knew this person was really social. We were talking about something completely unrelated. I was trying to be social and not just direct and to the point with my personality. <laughs> and so I asked, are you going? And, and she said, oh, no. And I was like, what is going <laughs> on so. at that point? I'm like, OK, tell me more. Like, tell me what's happening here. Um, and she said, I know what all I know what the event already is. I've I went to it um, quite a while ago and I already know how it's going to go. They're going to have two or three sessions with two or three speakers. Um, it'll be good and it'll be fun. But the last session will end with them asking for money and for donations. She's like, I, I don't have the money right now and I can't afford to pay for the ticket and pay for the hotel. 
only to have it be a donation drive at the end. Hmm. And it was interesting because it was being marketed as a women's retreat, but her and her friends viewed all the marketing as it's kind of a women's retreat, but really it's a donation event. It's a fundraising. It's a fundraiser. Um, and that was enough that she's like, I like being part of the church. I'm still going to keep going, but I don't go to the events. <laughs> so, and I don't think that was intentional by the church leaders by any stretch. This isn't like, I honestly don't believe that there's any like malicious. Yeah, I, 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 think it's, it. I think it's just something that has kind of crept in from whatever, just seeing bad examples of promotion and hype for events that, you know, Great promoters understand that promotion takes trust. Like, you're either building trust through a promotion or you're eroding trust through a promotion. And the whole reason you would even do things like have guest speakers or um, have the price be set at a certain level or have uh, special activities that are going to be available at the event. The only reason you have those is to build trust. You bring in an outside speaker you're attaching the trust that these people have with that speaker to you. Like everything that you're doing is to bolster up trust. Why would you then turn around and erode trust by making promises you couldn't possibly fulfill, trying to read their minds and showing them that you don't actually understand who they are? <laughs> like you're just, you got to think about, am I, am I building trust or am I eroding trust? That's really what this comes down to big time in, in everything that we do in nonprofit, but especially in our promotion. The thing is, though, I think, as you're saying this, I think a lot of leaders think that they are building trust because when they say you don't want to miss this, they are confusing their own personal feeling of I don't want you to miss this. Ooh. Yeah. I don't want you to miss this is the actual truth. Yeah. <laughs> they're saying you don't want to miss this because I'm hoping that that's actually the case. <laughs> yeah. Like I am hoping that you're the type of person who doesn't want to miss this. So I'm just going to speak it like it's true. And I don't think it's conscious, but I do think that it is eroding trust very mm -hmm. slowly with multiple organizations across many different um, causes. I was going to say industries. Not the same thing, <laughs> but, but across many different causes. And I do think that's something that has crept in as events have become more, I don't want to necessarily say more prevalent. Mainstream. Mainstream. Yeah. And you can see a lot more online and there's just a lot more. It's easy. Promotion has become easier. Marketing has become easier for anyone to be able to do it. And so sometimes these little things that sound good in a moment are like, oh, we could use that, not understanding the greater context of how it was originally used, um, or maybe not mm. understanding the fact that, yeah, their event went well, but that one little piece wasn't actually something that should be duplicated <laughs> because the event went well in spite of them saying that, not mm. because they said it. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, I think... Um, Promotion for events, promotion for donation fundraising drives, promotion for uh, gathering new volunteers. We've got to be really careful. You know, I see I see it all the time, too, with volunteerism. They say, like, you want to be a part of this team because blah, 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 blah. 
And it's like, no, that's not necessarily true. It'd be way better to say, come check out this team and see if it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Because you're being very straight up and honest and making no assumptions about the individual. And people, like, part of it is that it's an old marketing strategy that used to work in the 1930s. Buy Coca-Cola. Like, they just tell you to do it. And then you would do it. You know? (laughs) That was, like, the whole marketing strategy. As long as you had a billboard that said, buy graham crackers. People were like, oh, my gosh, I got to buy graham crackers. But then, like, it evolved, right? And they had to start being more tricky and, like, having, like, women in bathing suits selling you graham crackers. (laughs) So that way you'd be enticed, you know? But, like... The as marketing has changed over time and as information becomes so easy to get and there's so much marketing noise all the time, we have to remember that people are extremely smart and their radar for BS is like constantly on high alert. It's on high alert all the time. And so if we are running the most important things in the world, which are causes that change the world for the better, we need to be better. We need to be better than Coca-Cola at promotion. We need to be better than just hype that erodes trust over time and is an anti-snowball effect. And eventually no one listens to anything we say because we have created our own backdrop of white noise. Yeah. And just to be clear, part of the reason that Coca-Cola is good and has succeeded at marketing is because they know that they are marketing and that they are promoting. So often as nonprofits, we don't want to promote. We don't want to be promotional. <laughs> we want to show people like this other value. And it's we like, have integrity. We have, yeah, it's like, well, we <laughs> don't we want to fundraise. We, we just, we just want to show people that we're good so that they can care about our organization. It's like um, when you <laughs> have someone reach out to you that's going on like a mission trip or going um, overseas to help with something. And they're like, hey, I need $6,000 for this trip. Could you please pray for me? Also, here's an envelope. (laughs) Like, it's like, just tell me what you want. Like, but that kind of stuff, like it used to work like in the 1990s, 2000s, like, like a while ago. But things have evolved and changed to the fact that there is now this desire for organizations to become candid with what they're doing, why they're doing it, who they want there, what's going to be happening. People just want to know because there are so many things that are pulling people in 80 different directions and they don't want to have to guess what the best option is for their time and for their money. Mm -hmm. And so if they learn that this organization puts on great events, regardless of what type of event it is, if they begin to trust that, they will prioritize that in their schedule. You don't need to try and get the whole, like, don't miss it. You don't want to miss it. You definitely want to be there. You don't have to do that. If you just simply build the trust and let them know this is what we're doing and I think it's going to be valuable to you. I hope that you can make it. And you just constantly bring whatever value you told them that you would bring. Over time, when they hear about the next event, that is going on their calendar. And that time is blocked off for whatever it is that your organization is doing. Like people want to care about something. It's just so hard to care about something when you can't tell if you're being lied to. Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Like, 
we as a human culture have now developed a strange immunity to um to ads mm-hmm. and to promotion in general and to hype because it's all around us it's the only way to survive is to know what's fake hype versus what is actually good and what is worth spending time and money on i mean i'm even thinking about when i google something I immediately scroll past the first four results, like without even thinking. It's just the first four are going to be advertisements. So I go to like the fifth one and I don't even think about it. Yeah. I was just trying to think and through the last ad I saw. I can't remember. It's ingrained and instinctual in me to skip past stuff that looks even a little bit like an ad. I study a lot of uh, YouTube titles and thumbnails and, and that kind of stuff. And I see a pattern of um, people using almost spammy titles, titles that look like the like a, an email from <laughs> your fourth cousin from Indonesia or whatever. Like they look like spam and you just instinctively people do not click on that because it looks like spam. Mm-hmm. And so we got to be thinking as nonprofits. In order to succeed in achieving the cause that we're setting out to achieve, uh, to to achieve, we have to be thinking about how do we approach this in a way that helps people know this is not spam. We are not just hyping up nothing. We're going to be straightforward and we're yeah. going to bring actual value right now, so you can trust that next time that you're going to get actual value. Yeah, y'all. I just remembered one of the things that people view as spam, even if you don't mean it as spam, the word opportunity. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Be careful. Like as you're promoting events, um, as you are promoting even like future, are you interested in volunteering? Come to this thing. You can check it out and see what we have available for you. The minute that you use the word opportunity. We have an opportunity for you to volunteer. You have the opportunity to contribute. You have <laughs> the opportunity true. to whatever. It triggers an MLM response in people. And <laughs> I'm not going to make a comment on MLMs, good or bad. But what I will say is so many people have been pitched an opportunity that the word shuts people down immediately as something where they feel like they're going to be sold to, pressured into purchasing something or doing something, and that there's some sort of big commitment. And it's kind of a, well, just get started a little bit, and then you can do way more all the time. And that word, it used to work in a church setting, or sorry, in a nonprofit setting, also church. (laughs) It used to work a long time ago, but with the wave that has changed in the last five, six, seven years, I've seen that word go from something where people are like, opportunity, I have a choice to help. I'm not going to be guilted into helping. I can actually be a part of this. It's gone from that to nope, not interested. <laughs> you said the O word. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> it, it's, it's really goofy, but that's how quick things change mm-hmm. with culture and with language and with everything else. Uh, we have to be very, very aware of what tactics are being used outside of our very limited scope. That is all that we can see. As nonprofit leaders, mm-hmm. your nonprofit is likely your world. And that's what you are feeling and that's what you are experiencing. And we have to learn to look outside of it long enough to see what's working out there 
and what's not working. I think so often we look and we see something, we're like, oh, that sounds good. I could grab that without seeing it in the broader context of culture. Yeah, without testing it to see if it actually functioned Mm. correctly. Yeah. Wow, this has been a really, really good conversation, but we would love to hear what your next event is. You can leave it down in the comments. You can send us an email um, because we want to also have you start thinking through how are you going to promote it in a way that is honest and is actually effective. Um, We always find... uh, stories and examples super interesting so we'd love to hear from you uh, you can always send us an email at office at legacybuildersintl.com thanks for listening to the legacy builders movement if you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review to learn more about legacy builders go to legacybuildersinternational.com that's legacybuildersintl.com 